have found it, everyone. It is another edition of the fantastical The Loftus Party Podcast. I gotta throw in the the. Everybody drops that. It's funny. You look at the like uh, the the Google. You find out how people are finding the podcast and the website, and the YouTube channel. A lot of people drop the the. A lot of people just looking for Loftus Party. So there's a the in there, you guys. I hope you had a fantastic Memorial Day weekend. We had a lot of stuff to catch on, uh, catch up on. Rather, I'm a little bit uh, behind on my sleep. I did that whole East Coast, West Coast, get up early, try to go back to sleep, and uh, I'm 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 no worse for the wear and tear. I'm hanging in there. We're having a good time. How are you feeling over there, Gimlet? Oh, great. We did the river float yesterday, doing a yeah. pork shoulder on the smoker today. Yeah, all good. Nice. All good. Nice. Mm-hmm. How many miles is the river float? Um, tubing is only like two and a half miles. The kayaking is 14. Ooh, so. that's great. You guys did the tube or the kayak? We did the tube. Nice. I would go, I used to play uh, the Funny Bone up in Boise, Idaho, and I'd do two weeks back to back, and you'd have a couple days off there in the middle, and boy, they got, that was like the first place I'd ever been to where they had, you know, you'd park your car, you'd hop on a little shuttle bus, they'd take you like Mm -hmm. three miles up river, so much fun, so much fun, but you'd always have to donate something to the spirit of the river. Somehow you'd always, you'd lose a flip-flop, you'd lose a hat. There's just there's they just have home homeless people downstream with nets well, and just pick out your belongings. From our uh, experience scuba diving, um, we actually have a dry bag that floats. So if our stuff gets knocked off, we can just pluck it right back out of the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'd always yeah. you'd always like you can't really like staple. You could I guess staple a hat to your head, but that's true. It's like. You'd have to staple the hat to your head, staple your flip-flops on. Uh, the beer was the thing. You didn't want to lose the beer. You'd have to have the separate the separate tube just for the brewskis. Okay. Yeah. We, well, we like have we like have this whole process now. So we have a Bluetooth speaker, and the speaker and the phone go in the dry bag, and then we put on music really loud. And I mean, like we're all we're all dialed out when we go do this now. That's fantastic. That's a that's yeah. a great way to go so that's Mm -hmm. that's great i know everybody else is getting their uh memorial day jam on uh kamala harris really stepped in it uh yeah right yeah just like with enjoy the long weekend like no no reference to any kind of like nothing red white and blue nothing thank you for your service not you know freedom isn't free just nothing just like enjoy well except uh, you know, selfie of herself. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, whatever. Uh, is, is anyone surprised? Is, is anyone no. surprised by any of that? It's so incredibly predictable and it's just another Biden's con- was no better. Yeah. What was his? Um, like, Stay cool and enjoy yourself this weekend or something in this picture of him eating ice cream. You know, that ice cream thing really bugs me. And someone had a great tweet about it. Do you, and, of course, you remember this. Remember when there was, like, the outrage over, you know, Donald Trump gets two scoops of ice cream and everyone else only gets one? And it was, like, an international crime that he enjoyed ice cream. And then it's, like... Like Biden, Biden can be like hitting on a on a 12 year old girl licking ice cream. And they're like, what flavor did you get? And he's like, I got chocolate chip. Oh, like you could you could you could hear them audibly like, oh, he got chocolate. It's the our president's joke. It's just because everything he does is so normal. Yes. Like, they want to paint him as so normal. Everything about him is normal. Oh, look at this all-American normal when nothing is normal. Nothing. It's, uh, I didn't see the video of him and the little kid, but what was that all about? Where there was, like, some girl, he's like, ooh, look at her with the little berets in her hair, and 
She looks like she's 19. Like, did you see that? I did, and I creeped out, and I'm like, well, it's not like we didn't know. Yeah. That's normal for Joe. It's normal. I don't... uh... I mean, you, you like, only see that stuff if you're on social media, because the the media never covers that stuff. They do. I mean, it's just... But they, the way they present it, it's like it's wonderful. And you're like, wow, your version of wonderful and my version of wonderful are really different. They're yeah, really different. Very. Yeah. Oh. Well, Sydney Powell is trending today. Yeah. What's what's going on with uh, with Sydney? You know. You know my theory. No, I don't. Oh, the theory that that she was the victim of a, a disinformation campaign. Uh huh. Yeah. So so what what is she saying today she's, to make her self-friend? Out at some conference saying that Trump should just be reinstalled and Biden should leave the White House. I'm like, God, you need to stop this. Stop it. Well, well, what's going on with the recounts? What's going on with Arizona? What's going on with Georgia? Where are we with all that stuff? I know that a judge here unsealed some ballots, and I know that the Arizona recount concluded because the contract ran out. But the whole point is, even if something is detected, there is no constitutional mechanism to remove Joe Biden from office. It just, it, it, there's none. True. True. Now, so but, but- we're stuck with it. Yeah, we're stuck with it, but I think we we still need to raise holy hell about it. Like in Michigan, and this happened really quietly, and I forget what county it was in Michigan, but the the judge was like, "Yeah, this is just is jacked up. These results are not correct. Uh, we're not going to do this again. We're not going to do it this in the same way uh, in the future." But as to the Joe Biden, Donald Trump of it all, that ship has sailed. And that's yes. that's what you know. I I predict for all of this stuff. However, we need more ammo for the the never again. Like, listen, this whole massive mail in ballot thing can never happen again. And what's more, you're gonna vote in person and you're gonna show a freaking ID. That's what I want. So, and that's that's why I'm into. Like, hey, what's going on with Arizona? What's going on with Georgia? What's going on? Like, and like the way they ran things in Pennsylvania. It's like each different state is its own little stew of absolute garbage. This, you know, the stuff they did that well, was unconstitutional. And I and I agree with that. Yes, every little swing state. Let, let's be clear, right? Yeah. If it was a red state or a blue state, nothing weird happened. It was only those states that they thought they could swing. Yes, isn't that so, weird? Isn't I, I? I don't believe in quinky dinks. Um, Me neither. But my whole thing is this: when you start putting rhetoric out like that. That's when you get Yahoo showing up at the Capitol. So knock it off. Knock it off. Like you can't get people riled up like that because not everybody responds well. And I mean, I was getting memes with what she's saying from people on Facebook. Like, is this true? No, it's not true. <laughs> no. Well, no, here we, we, here we are. Change it. We're at an impasse because we're talking about Sidney Powell, but we don't know what's going on with the Arizona recount. We don't know what's going on with Georgia. We don't know what's going on. And shame on me, I guess, for not being uh, more prepared to discuss it. But it seems very important. It seems really important. I agree with you. And I want to see the outcomes of those things. However... What I'm talking about is you don't sit there and say in public, Trump can be reinstalled as president. It's the rhetoric I don't like, not the process of figuring it out. Yes. If she was just talking about the process, I'd be fine with it. She's just out there saying exceptionally dumb things. Well, (laughs) I am. uh, There was a a clip the other day because like I did a video about like release the Kraken. And I'm like, well, Sydney Powell, she can't just be, you know, talking out of her ass. She's got to have something. 
but if you look at each of, and I guess she had, there is, there is no, there's like zero Kraken. I think she said that she was just mad at the time. She was just really upset uh, at everything. But I'm, I don't plan on letting this one go. I don't plan on letting this one go. This has to be uh, fuel. This has to be, we got to keep people well, fired up. And and to look at like, as I understand it, you know, Pennsylvania, you can't change election law just because you as an individual want to and you can't run and and you don't run it through the state legislator, the legislature rather. You know, you just go, hey, right. we're doing it this way. So we somebody we need to get like fired up about that. And I, I, I my understanding is things do vary from state to state. Some of the emergency powers that were granted to governors allowed them to make modifications related to the pandemic. So, I mean, I think there's, I don't know, I don't believe that was the case in Pennsylvania, but there was some wonkiness just because of the pandemic related stuff. So in terms of who can do what, but I mean, my biggest concern right now is Arizona because Georgia fixed it. They passed a law that closed all of those pandemic related loopholes. We've never had, never had, um, uh, limited absentee balloting. We didn't do mail-in balloting. We didn't push them out. We let anybody who wanted one request one. Now we're going to require ID for those requests, which we haven't done in the past, but we, we didn't change that you need an excuse to do a mail-in ballot like they have in New York and Delaware and some other states. Um, but we closed a bunch of the loopholes. Um, Arizona their legislature passed a bill and their Republican governor wouldn't sign it. What? Wow. I didn't know Y'all. about that. So did they Y'all. give a reason as to why they wouldn't sign it? I have not seen a reason yet. I just know that he vetoed it and you know, he's at the end of his term limit. So God only knows, but our friend, friend of the show or friend of yours, Cheryl Atkinson, had an excellent article today. Oh yes, please do tell. You're you're a treasure trove, and I love it. Go keep going. Well, it's the um, in-depth story about the Zuck Bucks. Oh, okay. I've never fully understood that, other than like it, it like Zuckerberg was somehow making donations to candidates, and I don't know. So yeah, walk me through the yeah. Zuck Bucks. And the Cheryl Atkinson so, of it all. Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, through the Chan Zuckerberg Foundation, gave $350 million to an organization called the Center for Tech and Civic Life, or CTLC. Or mm-hmm. CTCL, excuse me. In exchange for the money, election divisions agreed to conduct their elections according to conditions set out by the not-for-profit. So these cities actually applied for grants and got money. So what that means, like in one in one um, election district in uh, Detroit, the calculation is with the grant money, they spent like $54 a voter in a county that didn't get the money. They spend about $4 a voter. Wow. So okay. there's a whole equal protection thing going on here that that is one of the reasons states are shutting it down. They've shut it down in Florida. They've shut it down in Georgia. Any grants that are given to support elections now go to the Secretary of State, and they're divided by population. So, but anyway, the Center for Civ- Center for um, Civic Life partnered with the Senate Center for Civic Design and helped design absentee ballot forms and instruction, crafted voter registration letters for felons, and tested automatic voter registration systems in several states. Working alongside progressive activist groups in Michigan and directly with elections offices in Georgia and Utah. Still other groups with a progressive leaning include the Main Street Alliance, the Elections Group, and the National Vote at Home Institute provided support for some election offices. You got you got to you hold up. You got to tell me what that means. I'm just hearing like names of stuff now. Like what what does this the, mean? These are all left-wing groups. So what when when these grants were given to an election office like Philadelphia yeah. or Atlanta, they were given conditions on how many people they had to hire. And then all the, because 
the the granting organization was a left wing group. Once the grant was given, they alerted all the left wing, like Stacey Abrams here in Georgia. And those are where all the additional election workers came from. Gotcha. So if you, if you think about what happened in Atlanta, they actually did mobile polling stations. And if huh. you think there, there weren't an, a bunch of fair fight people out in front of that bus, knocking on doors, come out and vote, come out and vote, come out and vote. Yeah. And oh, boy. Like, like, yeah, it was um, not only that, Facebook itself provided a guide and a webinar for election officials to watch on how to engage voters. And they were collecting reports on voter interference to Facebook. Like Facebook can enforce the law. What, what, what is that even about? It's insanity. It really, and it's just another, just another feather in the cap of we got to chop these dudes down. Like Facebook has way, I mean, everyone will agree. Facebook has way too much power. Google has way too much power. And, and I always come back to this. When they alter reality to fit their narrative and their agenda, which I believe they have an agenda and a narrative, it's the everyday person, you know, that that works really hard and doesn't have a lot of time. And they go, I want to know more about this subject. I want to be an informed voter. And they and they Google it. And, mm-hmm. and Google says, well, here's the results. And it's the results they want you to see. So you have really well-meaning Americans who are doing their due diligence. But if you only it's like I want I want to see how many uh you know, cookies this this company has. And when Google says only show them the chocolate chip cookies, then you go in, you go, oh, I guess there's a chocolate chip. But in the back, there's there's macaroons, there's snickerdoodles, there's 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 all kinds of cookies. So you're basing your judgments on a false premise. And that's what that's what happens with uh, Facebook and Google all the time. We've got to listen. And and it's this is this is one that really, really gets my panties in a twist. It's like, and I really want to focus a lot of energy on this, is convincing Congress and and members of the Senate to go after these these protections that Facebook has. It's just, it's too much power. It's like those, it's like the, the days of the old, you know, in the 1920s and the early 1930s when they, you know, these people had these giant monopolies. Too many people get their information from Facebook and Google. I'm being very long winded about it, but we got we got to we got to break them up. I'm sorry if that makes me a bad uh, capitalist. Or a... <laughs> so, no, it it doesn't. And I think. You know. Republicans weren't always about private companies can do whatever they want, like, I don't know. When that happened. Well, I mean, like always... the, the idea of. Public companies can do whatever they want, and we have no right to object. It's like, guys, like, legitimately, unless you want to build your own civilization, you need to back off that a little bit. And it's too funny. And I think a lot of people do want to build their own civilization. I think there's a growing list of Americans who are just like, let's just, I I know people who are just like, I I can't envision a future where we continue to live like this, where there's well, only so either. much like lies and hypocrisy that you can take. And that's like the whole businesses can do whatever they want. That that gained popularity because that was the left using our own words against us. I thought you were pro-business. I thought businesses. But, you know, they go after that. They go after that baker every other week. In Colorado, that poor son of a bitch, like every other week, there's a new trans person or a new gay person or a new somebody coming through. I want you to make the cake for my satanic worship ceremony. <laughs> and then the guy gets sued again. So you can't have it both ways. Well, and- you can't. And I mean, I just. You have a right to like, if you're an artist, you can say, no, I'm not going to make that art. Exactly. Nobody can force you to paint a picture. Exactly. 
Exactly. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. But I will say this about this article from Atkinson, just to circle back around before we end the segment. Yes. There was back in 2000, right after Cortez was elected, what was that, 2018? Mm-hmm. Sandy. There was a group. There was a group called Data for Progress, and they put out this entire thing, the future of the party for the Democrats. And what they said was people who don't vote would vote with us. So this has been in the works that long, because listen to this. Together, the group strategically targeted voters and waged a voter assistance campaign aimed at low-income and minority residents who typically shun election participation, helping Democratic candidates win key spots. So they actually identified a group that was likely to vote for them and then put a bunch of money into the system and went out and targeted those voters in particular through an official elections office. That is no bueno. That is no 100%, bueno. 100% no bueno. And it's just... Well, evidence that backs up uh, what we all figured was going on along. Yes, you have one more thing? Well, I'll just give you the data from the county it happened in in Georgia. Joe Biden won Georgia by 11,600 some odd votes. In Fulton County alone, he got 100,000 more votes than Hillary Clinton did in 2016. Yes. That's how effective that turnout the vote thing was. Yes. Yes. And... And this is the the way that the left is going to frame it is they're going to go more people participating in democracy is better. More people no, participating. I'm just telling you, that's that's what they're going to that's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. Uh, OK, we're going to take a break. There's so much more, you guys. There's so much more. I got a, a big announcement to make about the America First warehouse and a little shindig going on there. We're going to be talking about the vax. We're going to be talking about Israel and, and the, the Palestinian thing and the January 6th commission updates on the Wuhan lab and what's going on in L.A. It's so much show. Here's how it's going to go. So uh, Gimlet and I will come back. We'll do another segment and then we'll have what's on the web with Paul. And then there's going to be a whole nother extra segment with the good, the good people over on Patreon, who I'm sure you want to be. You want to be on the Patreon to get the extra stuff. So do that. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 1-800-516-7602 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 1-800-516-7602 to take your call right now. Call 1-800-516-7602. That's 1-800-516-7602. Again, 1-800-516-7602. The Memorial Day weekend blowout continues. I say that like we're like we're a, a mattress store. <laughs> here's what I here's what I um want to talk about like right out of the gate because I don't want to forget and I don't want to give it the the short shrift if that's the correct uh, terminology. There is a part that is coming up. You know what we did this thing at the uh, America First Warehouse out there on the Long Island. On the Long Island, the America First Warehouse, it's this completely awesome space that this it's just it just happened organically. Uh, the the guy who who runs the joint 
is just a big believer in America first, and he's just a, a big, fantastic patriot, and the dude knows how to have a good time, throw a great party, and you know how, like, we're always, since the very, since the olden days, we would always talk about the Loftus Party barbecue. We are doing it up on July 2nd, and this thing, I I just want it to be one. Hundred percent fun. One hundred percent fun. There's going to be. Uh, I'm going to be doing stand up. Brian Hayner's coming in. He'll be doing uh, his musical comedy. He and I are going to be performing together and doing stuff. There's going to be other acts that will be determined later. There's going to be food. There's going to be booze. There is going to be insane amounts of dancing. There's going to be fireworks. A, and we're doing this on July 2nd. So here's the way it works, you guys. You you get your ass out on Long Island for July 2nd. Then you can take a knee on July 3rd to recuperate and regroup and, and gather your strength to party on the evening of July 3rd and, and then also on July 4th. So zero excuses. And then we're just going to, on the side, we're going to raise some money. We're going to, it's all about... Uh, veterans and police officers and suicide prevention and just back in the blue and, and helping out the people who, no lie, are, are risking everything to defend our freedoms and our way of life. So it's going to be an epic blast. I don't know if we're going to have – I'm trying to get these ready. But uh, there's going to be like – my original thought was let's get a tattoo artist there so people can get tattoos. But we're gonna do like the next best thing. We'll get we'll get the uh, the temporary tattoos. But I think I want I want some clever placement. I want I want I want to see some uh, I want to see that flying tiger logo like on the small of backs. I want that on some some boobies. I want it on some. I want this. I, I seriously, I, I'm going to put a lot of energy into uh, promoting this thing and just making it the most fun. And I tell you what, Joe, uh, the guy who does the America First Warehouse, he's on board. I don't know if we're going to do another motorcycle ride or not. I don't want to. I don't want to get completely out of hand, but I'm, I'm leaning that way. So I'm super excited. So make plans if you are in the the tri-state area, or you just want to make a pilgrimage to the America First Warehouse. I'll put all the info up on the website very, very soon. And uh, you guys can all check it out there. So it's 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 fantastic. And uh, I, think, I think America First is going to be, right now, whoever runs for president, I'm hoping it's Trump in 2024, uh, and, or, or DeSantis or whatever, but like, I can already, America First. Um, America, you know, but you know what? One makes a lot of sense right now in terms of slogans. Make make America great again. That one, that one really fits because the thing that people on the left would always say is like, "When was America great?" And we can go, uh, uh, 2019, uh, 2018, <laughs> 2017, 2016. Like mm-hmm. things were going absolutely spectacularly well. Let's let's transition into now into into Biden's budget. Let's talk a little bit about that. I know it's very sexy to talk about money and stuff, but it just boggles my mind. Like, don't forget, everybody, like we were America. We, we were hitting on every cylinder before the Wuhan. Every cylinder was just cranking. You know, there's there's no need for giant spending. And, oh, how are we going to get this economy going again? Maybe we should invest. Ooh, if we could raise taxes. And, but all you have to do is stand back. That's all you have to do. All you have to do is just stand back and go, have at it, fellas, and the economy will roar. And it'll all figure itself out. But this whole it's, it drives me crazy, and the Democrats just love to do it. They just love to do it. It's like multiple federal agencies doing the same thing, and, oh, we need more money, and if we just had another, you know, $500 billion, we could afford to da 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 Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. 
protect the citizens. That's what you got to do. Protect the borders and fix the roads. That's it. It drives me crazy. How much is Biden? He's he's talking about what? Six trillion. Yeah, the the norm and new spending. Yes. That's not because the federal budget is four trillion. That's bad enough. Yes. This is six trillion in new spending. It's 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 bonkers. It's bonkers. I think we take in in tax revenue, and I'm going to look it up right now. I believe it's we take in three trillion a year. Right. So we're already running at a deficit. Yes, and it's just but go for it in this in this budget. He's rolling back the Trump tax cuts. So his lie about not raising taxes on the middle class was just that, a lie. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Here's the, and this, uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because those, the middle class tax cuts, aren't, weren't those always set to expire? Which I never understood. They were, they were set to expire and the plan was to make them permanent. If Trump had stayed in office, they would have done it through reconciliation. Just why like weren't they, they why weren't they permanent in the first place? I honestly don't know. Exactly. I have a um, I have a theory. I have a theory. Paul Ryan. Paul freaking Ryan. Screw that dude. Here's an interesting thing that just happened, though. I'll tell you what interesting thing just happened. I said, Paul Ryan, screw that dude. That's what I happened. Agree. That was interesting. F that guy and his whole, because he, and, and, and screw him, because he was the dude who was in there whispering in Trump's ear. Oh, here's, oh, you don't know DC. I know DC. Here's how we should do. That dude set up these little tax that he gave the Trump the advice and then he cut, ba- he just left. And now for him to come back, Oh, that little speech he gave about like, and he's pushing that agenda. It's like, oh, you just blindly follow Trump. We can't blindly follow Trump. Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan. What an absolute jet. And I've listen. I, I oh, I we've opened we've opened a can of worms. I want to say this well, publicly again. It's not about Trump. This whole narrative that they have, like, oh, my gosh, half the country was just hypnotized by Donald Trump. No, you freaking idiots. Trump does what we wanted. We have been <laughs> frustrated with people like freaking Paul Ryan and and, and Boehner for decades. Yeah. And for Paul Ryan, oh, my gosh. Oh, it drives me crazy. How- well, <laughs> and if you can't. If you can't draw the parallels between Ronald Reagan and Donald Trump from a policy perspective, you're a moron. Mm-hmm. And and I uh, you're just a moron. <laughs> I, I I just I don't understand why people can't see that. Because like, they don't want I, to see that. They want to. Listen, there, there's this, there's this narrative that I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not even halfway joking. I'm only like 10% joking, but Paul Ryan is on board with this. Somehow, uh, Donald Trump has just, he's just hypnotized these people. He's like some, he's like some cult leader and all he has to, and it's not that at all, but for Paul Ryan to pick up that football and run with it. And it's like that, uh, that Liz Cheney dumb dummy. To do the same thing. We cannot be, listen, we cannot be the party of Trump. We cannot be the party. Well, then you better fight better than he did. Listen, I'll be the, Liz Cheney, you want to you put the American people first? If you want to put America first and you want to go to toe-to-toe and you actually want to get some crap done, it'll be the party of Liz Cheney. But you don't because you're a lying whore. And Paul so Ryan, you're a big dope. We don't want to be the party of the guy who added 10 million people to the base. Right? I'm just like, on what world does that make any sense? 
We don't want to. We don't want to be the party of the guy that actually tried to protect the border. We don't want to be the party of the guy who put America first. We don't want to be be the party of of the guy who had the economy just rocking and rolling and and helped the military. We don't want to be that party. I certainly don't want to be the party of Paul freaking Ryan. You dopey faced loser. I don't. Well. <laughs> So President Trump just did something that I think is pretty smart. Do tell. So he went over to Newt Gingrich and went, tap, 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 tap. And Newt said, yes, sir. And he said, I need a new contract with America. You were, we, you were talking about that months ago. I know, because I'm smart. Yeah. But... I think it needs a new name, like a prosperity pact or something like that. But I'm going to be writing something today to say what I think should be in it. Okay. Well, I know you have ideas about it. So, so hold up. If I'm telling you, I like the idea. It's like, it's too funny. It's like WWE when they pick, when they, when they do the, what do they call that when there's two wrestler tag teams? <laughs> right. <laughs> but like a. A Trump uh, Gangrich uh, tag team is is kind of exciting. It's kind of exciting. What I think it does, right? Because you see a bunch of Republicans playing with it. They're trying to articulate it. They're trying to wrap their arms around the messaging that goes with it. Just give it to them. <laughs> yes. Like it. I mean, that's the message discipline that went along with the contract for America gave the Republicans majorities in both houses of Congress for the first time in 40 years. Yeah, that was, like, a, message that was a big discipline deal. discipline is what we lacked. Message discipline. Always, always, always. And always. an overarching, like an overarching idea. Like America first is an overarching idea. Can we get it down to what it actually means. It's it's very funny. I was at a barbecue last night. And there's a bunch of people who. Several people. Who you know just ain't having a conversation. They were very very liberal. Very And you know what I don't do. I don't. It's it's a barbecue right. I'm not, I'm not going to go deep into politics. I let so much stuff. I should get a medal of honor. For all the stuff I let slide. <laughs> you are in combat. I, I, I was just being so cool. I was being so cool because I want to have a good time. You know, I, I don't want to, whatever. But what was really resonating, you throw out these little, it, it's the America first. The America first, it was, re even at the party, I'm like, well, you know, I tell you what, you look around and these, you know, these these factories are closing down. We, I remember, and then I, I, was, I did say this, I'm like, I remember when NAFTA, that was like supposed to be the, the next best thing since sliced bread. But all I saw was like factories closing down and all the liberals that we're talking to are like, I know, I know we have to, we have to make stuff. And it just. No kidding. It, but that's the power of the America first. You will get. Mm -hmm. You will get so many Democrats coming across the aisle to like, I'll tell everybody that I voted for Kamala Harris. I'll tell everybody. I, <laughs> but, but in secret, they're going to vote. They're going to vote for the America first. And it's one of those things where the people on the right, the, the conservatives, they need to they need to own that and, and message that. And like you're talking about it, stay on that message because. It was like, this is how old I am. Uh, Bill Clinton, he co-opted all of those policies. And that was the great mm -hmm. thing about how it worked out. But like Newt Gingrich and his boys, they had their agenda and they were going, they were going very, very, you know, full tilt boogie towards it. And Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton is such a strong political animal. He just, he just did the political Kung Fu on it. He goes, I too want to help, you know, reform welfare. I am the candidate that wants to show her up. So he just co-opted all those policies, you know, and it gave new, you know, you could call him to the mat on a lot of stuff. I don't want this whole America first thing to be co-opted by Kamala it, Harris. It, it really can't be though. I mean, it runs so contrary to the radical left. 
I mean, just think about policies that actually lead to energy independence. That was a centerpiece of President Trump's agenda. Yeah. They can't do that with the environmentalist wing. They can't. Uh, You can't be energy independent with solar and wind. That's just never going to happen. But they can say it. They can go, listen, in our budget, when we tried to, we, we wanted to spend $6 trillion, and in that budget, we were going to do research and the solar panels and wind, and that's what, that's the future, and there's a lot of good jobs that are going to be, av- oh, oh, trust me, they'll, they'll make you know every what the future effort. is. You know what the future is? I saw it. Topless car washes. What? What's the future? They actually have a car in Israel that runs on water. Really? And they brought that thing. They brought that thing over here in 2013 because right now it's, of course, really. And and the battery, it, the only way I can describe it, you know how like when your battery dies, it's because there's oxygen sealed in it and the oxygen just kind of runs out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason batteries die. This one has some kind of permeable membrane. The battery never dies because it exchanges oxygen with the outside. This is a big deal. This is it's a, a very huge big deal. deal. Like you can literally Google it. They brought it over here and showed it to Obama in 2013. If we were smart and actually gave a shit about the environment, we would have worked with Israel to, to commercialize it, right? So and this it is a mean- hydrogen car? <sighs> You can go read, like, all the technology. All I know is that the battery breathes for all intents and purposes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the battery um, doesn't require rare earth metals that we have to get from China. It, it uses aluminum. Okay. And you fill it with water. What am I going to – am I going to Google Israeli water car? Mm-hmm. Will that get me there? I'm going to do that. It will. I'm gonna they do brought that. it over here and showed it to Barack Obama, and we did nothing. Well, well, well. I got to Google it. Israel. <laughs> <laughs> and water. And cars. Uh, that, well, okay. But, I mean, if you, really, if you really wanted to take down from pollution from automobiles, are you... Do you want to remain dependent on China for rare earth metals, or do you want to take a look at this and see if it can be commercialized? If you're if you're a politician that is trying to, uh, if you have a one world government agenda, you're totally going to push the electric cars with the rare earth metals because then you mm-hmm. have to. We have to do business with China, and we just need, we need to be very careful. We can't offend them. How dare we offend them because we rely on them for this and that. Yeah, you want that that interdependence. Uh, absolutely. I can't wait to Google this Israeli water car. That's that's super exciting. Here's oh, we were talking about Newt Gingrich. And and I thought this was a great idea. He was proposing this the other day. Uh, a COVID tariff that we just start. Oh, I like it. Yes, yes. And he goes. It it punishes China, and so they won't have little oopsie daisies or on purposey daisies anymore with their little virus labs, and it it creates a giant fund. So you're you're an American, and you're you know your uncle, your aunt, your mom, your dad, somebody that was really affected by COVID. We recoup a bunch of our losses, and people can sue, and they can get to that money in small businesses. So I oh I was. I was all in favor of that. I'm all in favor of the old COVID tax. I actually think every country in the West should just cancel their debt, too. Yeah. Well, it's uh, the China problem ain't going to go away on its own. It ain't going to go away. That needs to be a centerpiece of this messaging because the other thing we had (laughs) was... We knew who our friends were and we knew who our enemies were. Our enemies were scared of us and our friends respected us. Yes. And That's now like it's... the biggest parallel between Reagan and Trump. Yes. And now uh, you've got, you can't do some kind of loyalty test, but like you don't, even in our own, our own party, you don't really know like 
it's it, it it gets murky. I don't like murkies, and I, I like that clarity. I like that clarity mm-hmm. that you get from you know these guys are for, these guys are against, these are our enemies, these are our friends. Da, 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 da. It's it's just good. It it helps it helps everything. Okay, so here's what's gonna happen. We have so much stuff we gotta we gotta uh, talk about. I want to talk about this uh, January sixth uh, commission and the the ballot and and why. I believe uh, Mitch and the gang came to the decision that they did because uh, there's there's pro and there's pros on both sides. There's pros on both sides, and then we got we got to talk about you know uh, this vaccination nation uh, horribleness. All this is going to happen over on Patreon, you guys. We're going to take a little break. We're coming back with what's on the web with Paul, and then you can join uh, the the Gypsy and myself over on Patreon. We'll be talking about all this and more so we'll see you over there there's nothing more predictable in life than the unexpected lightning will always strike hail will fall on roofs fortunately there's AAA. AAA has been helping members stay prepared for over a hundred years So when unusual storms, fallen debris, or sudden leaks happen, you'll be covered. Check, check, and check. Get the home and auto insurance you need by talking with a AAA insurance agent today. Visit AAA.com slash insurance or stop by your local AAA store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Derek's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. After the third time jump-starting my car, I finally realized my battery was dying. So I stopped by O'Reilly to have it checked. They tested it right there in the parking lot. It was bad, real bad. But they helped me find the right battery for my car and even installed it for free. Now my car starts like new. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's a Memorial Day weekend edition of What's on the Web with Paul. Paul, how's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, Michael. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a time. Uh, what do you call that? Jet lag. I'm a little uh, off kilter, but you know what? I'm powering through. It's a struggle, but it's it's worth it. And I'm excited about what's on the web. You know what? I'm just going to say this before we start. Some days I look at like the overall. Uh, what do you call that? Just the, just the overview of the website, I guess. And I'm just, I'm just deeply and madly in love with it. It's just, I love what we're doing. I love where it's going. And I especially, I, I like to hear what, uh, what you're into and what, and what you highlight. So let's just jump in. Well, I guess we have to start off with one of the big stories of the week. And that is surprise, surprise. The Wuhan may have come from a Chinese lab after all. Can you believe that? I know it's hard. It's hard to believe, but it's like this is what like Stacy and I are always talking about. Me and the Gimlet are always on about this. You know, it's just we're ahead of the curve, and I don't think. I mean, uh, Gimlet's exceptionally bright. Uh, I'm not, but it's like it's it's wild to watch. It's wild to watch what was uh, talked about as a conspiracy theory uh, come alive, and it's like uh, it's it's frustrating. But it's satisfying at the same time, and it just makes. Hopefully, it's it it has other people wondering. Wow, I wonder what else they were lying about. I wonder what else they uh what what other massive truth they completely ignored. So yeah, it's fantastic, and I especially I like that montage. The, the montages are always great of the of the of the journalists just eating crow. It is. It is, and we put that up at the website, and it's a great video to watch. And the best thing, or one of the best things about it is that we all know that they won't feel any shame over this at all. And they're just going to go on, keep on lying. And, and that's what they're going to always do. Yeah. Yes. Trump is a Russian spy. I must remind you of that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next up, we've got the first teaser trailer for a little uh, independent film from a little company called Marvel. And the teaser was for the film called Eternals. And you wrote a post about that. And I have to ask you about that because I saw other people say when they watched it, they didn't like it. But you 
we're excited about it. So what do you think about that? You know what? It's another one of those. Um, uh, what? Do you, what it, it's like a it's a franchise. It's a title that I know nothing about. It's like Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't I didn't read that. I didn't follow that. Uh, and the same thing with uh, with the Eternals, although it just seems like it's going to be just actual just like buckets and buckets of fun. I think it's great that and it, it, I can't believe it's a happy accident. I really can't. But uh, Marvel with the last Avengers movie and they're like, OK, we're going to go back in time. And they did all the freaking time travel jokes and yada, yada, yada. I didn't care for that. I didn't care for the whole Back to the Future references and all that. It it got it was just a little bit too silly. However, now they are making like the Loki TV show is all about setting the timeline straight. It's these beings that live outside of time that like monitor the timeline. And now you have the Eternals, which it's a it's it's it just seems like an awful lot of fun. The Eternals who who sit back and watch, they don't get involved. Obviously, someone's going to get involved and they're going to do something. But they have all the you have a ton of great different personalities. And it just seems like I don't know. It just seems like it's going to be uh, a lot of fun and exciting because the thing is, as a writer, how do you keep raising the stakes? How do you keep raising the stakes in these movies? Because it's always like, you know, the future of the planet is is hangs in the balance. If they don't do this, the planet is doomed and yada, yada, yada. And so now that they just uh, that's the, that's the trick. I'm looking forward to it. It, it looks fun. But I'm I, I, I'm doing pretty good lately at uh, like separating the art from the artist, like like Angelina Jolie. I don't like whatever she does in her personal life. I don't care, but I'll watch her on film. So would you say that because Eternals is a lesser known property, they probably have more flexibility to do what they want without having to worry about people screaming that doesn't fit the character? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's where DC like constantly fails. They keep trying to reinvent Superman and change Batman. And when when you have a beloved character like that and Superman starts acting crazy you know, or their or their take on it, or you know, Batman starts getting whiny. You're just like they don't know anything. You just you just you just sign off and like yeah, whatever. I don't care. I don't care. But that's the great thing. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm like, oh, that talking raccoon is hilarious. Oh, that Groot fellow, I like him. <laughs> Excellent. It's great. Great going in with no expectations. Well, let's go to the next one. This is a little post that I wrote. It's called Tenton Comic Book Movies and Series You Forgot Existed." Yeah, and I don't know if any of them stood out to you, but one of the first ones I put up there was David ha- David Hasselhoff, the guy who was in Baywatch and Knight Rider. Yeah, he was the first actor to play a live action Nick Fury, and he played it back in the '90s. It was called the movie was called Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, and I put some other movies and TV shows in there that people probably forgot exist- existed that had that sprung from the comic books. I don't know if anything stru- uh, um, stuck out to you. A lot of them are forgettable because they're bad. But um, I didn't know if anything stuck out to you or if you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, it's too funny, but I, I remember Hasselhoff as Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I remember actively not watching as a kid. Just like, nope, not going to do it. Because I got so excited for the live action Spider-Man. There was a show on CBS, the Spider-Man show. And when they would... <laughs> <laughs> obviously it's before you know cgi and all that other stuff but they had uh some poor son of a gun in a spider-man outfit for like the wide shot of spider-man crawling up a building and it was just some dude in a spider-man outfit just obviously just being like cranked up the side of a building and he was just kind of like waving his arms pretending to stick it was it was horrible so you you weren't buying the 1970s Marvel or uh, the Spider-Man series. No, no, I, I was not feeling it. And, and it's like it was all just it's like they just couldn't do it. it it's like they just couldn't pull it off. I remember The Flash. They had a, they had a, a series, uh, The Flash, uh, back in the day, which that one gives you your best chance. Special effects. wise. And, you know, you know, what's nice is The Flash on the CW, the guy who played The Flash. And I think that was a CBS show as well the guy who played the flash in that one actually plays uh the flash's dad 
on the on the uh, the CW series, which is kind of nice, a nice homage. But yeah, the, the the special effects just weren't there, and it's it's it, it's just oof, <laughs> oof, just cringy. Yep. All right, so let's go on to the next one. Gordon, Cranky Gordon, wrote one called Happiness is a Warm Spin, and it's all about how inflation, we now have inflation, but journalists are going to tell us that we need to enjoy it. Just like, remember, everybody remembers fun employment when we had big unemployment numbers. <laughs> and told us, you should be thankful for this. This means you can have fun and don't have to worry about working. And they're going to tell us the same thing with inflation. It kind of goes along with how they uh, aren't ashamed about their line about the Wuhan leak. So... That's another uh, post. It's about politics, but it was done with a little bit of humor on it. What do you think about it? I, I dig it. I dig it. And it is it is madness, and you have to make fun of it. And to what to what Cranky wrote, uh, I tweeted out a thing. Uh, the uh, the Associated Press, the official, it's like they're giving, at least they gave us a heads up now. Because people were like, oh boy, these gas prices are no bueno and expensive lumber. That's no good and all this stuff. Well, the AP, and so you know the the, the fact checkers are going to be all over it. They, they officially said that none of this is Biden's fault. None of it. The the high the high gas price no no the lumber no and so they're they're take they're already taking the stand that uh, hey this it just kind of happens it just kind of happens you guys it's not Biden's fault it's just it's it's ridiculous you can't you can't shut down the Keystone Pipeline on day one uh, and then be like wow I wonder why gas prices are going up so. <laughs> I guess it just happens. I guess it just happens. Okay. Doesn't it make you doesn't it make you want to just tune out the news when they say stuff like that? Actually, no. It makes <laughs> it, it makes me want to redouble my efforts on on the stuff we're doing. All right. Well, and, true. True. Yeah. All right. Got to go to this one here. I'll say a little bit about it. I know you want to talk about this, or I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah. And it's the post Lifesaver, a song for CNN, and I got to mention a few things about it first. This was done with Freedom to Laugh Tour veteran Brian Hayner. Yes. And in the post, you wrote that your band is Eagles of Liberty. So I've got to ask you, um, is this going to be an ongoing thing now since you actually have a band name? Are you and Brian going to be doing more things with this? More songs? Yes. yes. Okay. So the, the I don't know if we're going to go with just Eagles of Liberty or the Eagles of Liber of Liberty. I like just EOL. I just think that's a cool. We came up with that name a couple of years ago, uh, before we started the Freedom to Laugh tour. And yeah, Brian and I. I'm so glad he decided to slum it uh, with me. He was very patient. He was very patient. He's a phenomenal guitar player, and I am struggling to become intermediate. <laughs> but I I do have notions. So we've got um, the Lifesaver song. Another one's going to come out on Friday. This coming Friday, we have a really funny one. And then we might go back and record some of the other ones that I've already put on the website, like the the Sleepy Joe Biden Blues, uh, Where's Hunter, Where's Joe. And then we're going to write some other tunes. And then we're going to be doing a couple of them live at the America First Warehouse on July 2nd, the, the whole shindig, I'm sure uh, we'll, we'll be talking a lot about the, the big America first warehouse, July 2nd shindig, but I'm going to be performing. Brian's going to be performing. We're going to do some songs together. It's going to be a massive blowout, but yeah, Eagles of Liberty is, is going to be a thing. It's going to be a thing. And the, the songs will be made available. They're going to be on Spotify. They're going to be on iTunes. We're going for it. We're going for it. Well, that's great news, and that's the first I heard about the July second uh, America First Warehouse. Is that is, so that is that the first official announcement, or or did you mention that before? I imagine Stacy and I talked about it uh, before for our listeners. Sometimes we do these okay. out of order, just so you guys right. know. But yeah, the, there's going to be a lot of America First Warehouse talk. That is going to be uh, th there's a there's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening there. A lot okay. of live events. Just a, it's going to yeah. I'm very excited about that. Well, I can't wait to hear more about that. I'm looking forward to it already. Do, yeah. we, have time? do we still have time for more? Yeah, let's do. Let's do. We got it. We got a couple minutes left. We can probably do two more if we if we focus. Okay, let's fly through uh, the two that I want to talk. I think we have to talk about Lisa's 
discover Kentaro Mioras, and I could have mispronounced his name, Dark Manga Fantasy Berserk. Because I think you want to talk about that, because as far as I know, talking with you, you're a pretty big manga fan, right? Well, not so much manga, but the anime. And it's, it's okay. it works like any other, any other property. These you know, you, somebody writes a manga in Japan, it becomes popular, and then it becomes an animated series. And it's like, as it, you know, living in the U.S., we're the beneficiaries of all this, where we're only getting the cream of the crop. By the time, it seems to me, because I'm not into manga, uh, by the time they've animated it, it must be pretty darn good. And then hopefully the, you know, the animated series is good as well. So, yeah, she was talking about uh, the guy who wrote uh, Berserk. And uh, I guess there's two series on that. There was one that was done back in the 90s, and then there was another one that was done more recently, but they they used a lot of, like, computer animation. So I'm hearing that, like, uh, my sources tell me it's, the it's the, like, the hand-drawn old-school 1990s is the best anime version of that. And I'm going to have to check that out. I, I, it seems like uh, it's, like, one of the, one of the longest-running manga franchises and it's uh i guess i hear it's very very good yes she liked it um the reason she put it up too is because the creator contour he died recently so that's the reason yeah. so yeah. moving on uh, the one I, I i'll get to the one last one i just have to throw out you know shout out to your son will he wrote two posts on resident evil one was on resident evil 7 and one is on the latest one resident evil 8 village go to the website to check that out but i have to talk to you about one of your videos because it made me laugh Kellogg's made a gay cereal. And ah. just that title alone made me laugh because that that's just best. Because back in, you know, every now and then you'll hear the, the journalists and the progressives saying, you know, conservatives need to stop with this whole culture war thing. And, <laughs> and it makes me laugh because all you have to say from now on to that is just remember you progressives made cereal gay. So I just want to hear you talk a little bit more about that. It's, I was, it, okay. There was a lot of thought that goes on. My my friend uh, Brandon Tatum, he's got a great Instagram, good website. He's a, he's an honest dude. He was like really mad. He was really mad, and you could you could go like it's like serious outrage because it is. It's it's for little kids, so it's like hey, enjoy a nice bowl of uh, propaganda first thing in the morning. So I went with with my take on it, and this is like just the way I I do my arguments. It's like, okay, so you've you've made the decision to have a, a gay cereal. I now want a specifically straight cereal. So <laughs> you have to celebrate my life and don't, and like the thing is, and, and everybody's first reaction is like, but that's all the other cereals. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not like Raisin Bran, Captain Crunch, every, that's, that's just cereal. Now this with this Kellogg's together cereal, it is specifically to the the gay, lesbian, LBGTQ, So I want a straight cereal, and I and then of course the comedy is what are you going to name it? And that's where we that's where we had some fun. But that one's uh, that one's doing good on the YouTube's. People people are enjoying that one. Yep, but, it's a good video. We, you, you have some other videos up too, and of course people need to go to theloftestparty.com to check them out. We didn't even touch upon half of the stuff we put up this week. I it's know. It's a lot of good stuff. Um, and as always, we do – what the LoftusParty.com about is about, LoftusParty.com is about, is yet we got the politics, but we got the lifestyle and entertainment and fun aspect of it too. It's a great mixture of that. People need to visit that. Bookmark us. Go to there. Go to us. Visit there all the time. When we, we put links on, on our Facebook page, and people not only should check that out, but then surf through the site once you get there too. Yeah, you can go pretty deep. You could go pretty deep with with the site. Um, my buddy uh, uh, Brian, who who is setting up his account, yada yada yada, and he posts stuff. He's he's a boy named Sue, and he big hockey guy. He's a great dude. His beer picks are spot on. And then uh, you've got uh, my other buddy, Mister Wright, Jason, with his boxing picks and his MMA insights and his comedy. There's just tons, and there's movie trailers, and so I'm ex- I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked as this thing uh, gains steam, and it's it's fun to watch the uh, the analytics and more people visiting and more people interacting. So 
It's dope, as the kids say. So I'm digging it. Paul, thanks for letting us know what's on the web. Thank you, Michael. All right, buddy. Have a good one. You too.